Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings event line. It is back. What's up, guys? It's Declan Goff here. No Mackie and Judd for this edition of Vikings event line after, what, we're about a six, seven-week hiatus after the Vikings season ended to the uh, or ended at in week 17. They didn't make the playoffs off, so we got to watch a bunch of other teams make their run to the Super Bowl. But we wanted to bring the Vikings vet line back. So we're going to do it in a little bit of an abbreviated form. This is going to be not the traditional vet line. We're bringing in countless guests um, throughout the throughout the entire vet line process. We're going to do this system. We're going to have three loyal vests. I'm gonna, they're going to join our show here. We're going to answer three questions. We're going to debate and we're going to talk Vikings. This is still your show. It's going to be a, a show dictated by you guys, the Vikings fans. Obviously, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. It's the Purple Daily Podcast. Uh, you can also find the pod, an audio form on it uh, shortly after this concludes as well. Uh, but this is going to be a fun little experiment. If you want to get in on a future show, please, by all means, send me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And, um, and, and I'll, I'll certainly kind of put you down a list, just like write that down. I do, you know, I, we're, for God's sakes, we are booked out, I think, till May on a write that down for both Mackie and Judd and Purple Dilly. But if you want to be on this new show, this abbreviated Vikings Ventline show, please shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're going to have three loyal guests, Kip, Ben in Florida, and Paul Fritz Skoll on the screen here very shortly. And we're going to deliver some Vikings takes. Uh, I, I kind of envision this show being very similar to and around the horn on ESPN and Tony Reale. I'm going to do my best to be uh, the diet-looking version of Tony Reale, uh, but I'm going to dictate this show, and we're going to award points. Maybe we'll pick a winner at the end. Mackie and Judd, they might hop on here and there, but you know what? This one's my show. They have their own branded show called Mackie and Judd. Why would I want them on this one? So we're going to roll here. We're going to have a fun little time. This is Vikings Ventline. Thank you for everyone um, who discovered us throughout the season. If you're discovering us for the first time, that's even better. We welcome you here. Obviously, Vikings Ventline is always sponsored by Corona Hard Seltzer. The only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. Mango, cherry, blackberry, lime. Can't go wrong with any flavor. I'm rocking blackberry lime. It's purple. It's the first edition of this new Vikings Vent Line show, so I figured I'd go with the purple. So, without further ado, let's bring in our loyal guests here. We're going to bring in Kip, Ben in Florida, and our guy Pulford Skull down south. And we're going to start with this very simple question. Can the Vikings reach the Super Bowl? And I don't mean like 50 years from now, because we've been, well, what, waiting for almost 40 years. I'm 28 years old. I've never seen them win an NFC Championship game. But in 2021, what do the Vikings need to do to reach the Super Bowl? We're going to start off with this first question. We're going to start with our guy, Kip. Uh, Kip, what, you're in South Carolina? You're in West Virginia. Where are you? 
I'm in Virginia. Virginia. I was close. I was close. Okay. <laughs> so we have a lot. And I think, Palfred, what? You're, you're down in South Carolina, though, aren't you? Tennessee. Tennessee. I can't get my states right. I know Ben's in Florida. At least I got that right. I know Ben's in Florida. So we got Vikings fans represented in the Midwest, in the South. We're all over the place here. But Kip, I want you to lead us off here. In 2021, can the Vikings reach the Super Bowl? I think that's a very loaded question. I think they have to reevaluate kind of what they want to do. Um, They kind of went status quo with the offensive coordinator. I don't think the way Zimmer wants to run the offense is the way to go. I think if they air it out, if they give Kirk weapons, if they use Jefferson more, I think it'll be great. And if they can get the defense back up to par level, they they might have a shot. But I think – they're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices, but I think they can make a deep run in the NFC. You look at the NFC quarterback slate, you know, Breeze is leaving. Brady is kind of on the edge. You know, he could go off the cliff any day, but we keep saying that for the last five years. Um, Russell Wilson isn't really happy. And now, you know, you add Jared Goff to the mix. You don't really have a whole strong elite quarterbacks NFC. So they could make the playoffs. But then once you get into the playoffs, is anyone's dance? And, uh, you know, can Cousins bring them over the hump? You know, he's only had one playoff appearance in three years. But I think if they can draft really well and change the offensive mindset, I think they could win the – I think they could be in the Super Bowl uh, this year. Got it. Ben in Florida, you always bring great takes to the show. Can the Vikings – return or excuse me well yeah return is the right word but can the vikings make the super bowl in 2021 absolutely they can but it really all comes down to one person and one person only mike zimmer look if mike zimmer allows the offense to be the lead on the team they absolutely will go to the super bowl and they absolutely can win the super bowl but again that's really on that's really on the head coach he has to allow the offense to take the lead and I did some researching on some stats here. The defense has actually been trending downward the last two years. Um, the game that really stuck out to me, especially last year, was the Detroit game. The defense got awful, but the offense was um, fantastic, and they still won the game by two scores. Um, this is an offensive league. This is not a this is not a league where the defense will um, lead you to will be the leader. Um, it's all about offense, and um, if Mike Zimmer allows the offense to lead the team and let the defense kind of ride the coattail of the offense. They can win 11, 12 games. And I agree with Kip. The NFC is just not strong. Like, who in the NFC do you look at and say, yep, that team is definitively better than the Vikings? Who in the NFC? Uh, yeah. I don't see one. So, again, it's all about – it's really more about philosophy and – and. um it's really more about philosophy for me. Um, the head coach has to be willing to make that adjustment. Um, and if he can't, 2021 could be his final year. So, again, it's all about it's all about philosophy for me. Let the offense lead the defense. That's how they that's how they can get back to the Super Bowl. A few pieces here and there. You know, they're not trust me. Our worst quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins have won Super Bowls. I can tell you that. Yes. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, just just judging by the first two responses before we get to Paulford here, it, it it seems like everyone's in unison here. That can you become an offensive first team? Like in my in my lifetime, for the, being a Vikings fan, the Vikings have mostly been 
relatively a sieve on defense. I mean, yeah, the Williams wall was great. Jared Allen was able to get after quarterbacks, but in general, they never had a lockdown defense until Mike Zimmer got here. And then in 2015, he started to turn things around. In 2017, they peaked as the best defense in the league. But eventually, you need all those pieces to work for that formula to be successful. And once those bricks start coming out of the foundation, it becomes pretty difficult when you're not the first best defense and you're the fifth or 12th best defense. It makes things a lot difficult. And can you then become an offensive first team to change that philosophy? So Paulford Skull, what do you got? Can the Vikings reach the Super Bowl in 2021? I agree with uh, what these gentlemen were saying here. Um, I, I think it's going to boil down to one thing. Um, mostly it's going to fall down on Mike Zimmer. Uh, and, and I've got a lot of notes on this. and We'll dive deep into that as we kind of go back around here. Um, but my number one thing I wrote down on all my notes, I wrote a few pages here that uh, it fixed the defense. You know, Mike Zimmer said earlier this year, I think before the halfway point, I've never had a bad defense. Well, Mike, in 2020, you had a horrendous defense. I think it was 30th out of, out of the, uh, the whole league, 32 teams, obviously. Um, they were getting cornerbacks out of Lowe's, Home Depot's, the grocery store by the end of the season. Uh, that's just stuff you can't allow, you know, to happen. And I think a lot of it falls back to Mike uh, and his loyalty to certain players like Anthony Barr. And I've got a lot of slack. I've been arguing with people this week or trying to have, you know, healthy debates, uh, you know, paying these contracts to guys who just, you know, is it worth it to pay him all that money anymore? And we'll get into Kirk Cousins here later, uh, you know, talk about what his salary impact is on the rest of the team, what you can get for the rest of the team. Uh, and Mike is, hey, we're going to establish the run. You know, look at that Tampa Bay game. We're down, I think it was three scores, and we're going to establish the run. We're going to drain nine minutes off the clock. You're down by three scores, Mike. Um, and, and it goes, you know, to coaching a lot. You know, special teams is horrendous. Um, you know, he's since moved on. We got a new guy coming in now, uh, or was already here. Um, and Mike has got to take his dirty paws off the offense. He has got to just let his offensive coordinator do what an offensive coordinator wants to do. I think we have great potential here. And at the end of the show here, I'm going to throw out an early write that down if that's allowed, Declan. I love um, it. For a future, for a future idea here and what I think could happen. Um, but Mike needs to sit down. And he needs to rework that defense. He needs to get some draft picks. And I'm not saying early on, but he needs to get some draft picks, get some free agents, work some contracts. And he needs to focus on the defense and let Clint do his thing. And on Clint's thing, what we need to do or what Clint needs to do, what what's to say we can't run Delvin? You know, if the defense is giving you passing, you know, all day long, you got this guy named uh, number 18, Justin Jefferson. I think we've all heard of him. He can ball out. We got – Adam Thielen, yeah, I grew up right down the road from that man. He, great guy, Minnesota native. He can ball out, and he'll probably ball out till he's forty. Uh, let Irv, let Irv cook, baby. Let Irv cook. And guess what? If they're taking away the pass from you, let's go to run. Hey, we got that guy named Delvin Cook back there. Let him cook. Just let him run. If you just got to scheme the offense to what the defense is giving you, and I know that well, that's easier said than done. Well, that's what everybody does. You got a you got a game script going up into every week. But if it's not working, why do you stay with it? You know, pound the ball, pound the ball, take some chances, take some risks. And you have to develop these things in order to be a team that's going to win more than seven games. You got to win 10 games, make it to the playoffs. Don't just be a wild card, win the division. And right. like the gentleman was saying, it's wide open. The NFC is wide open. Look what Tampa Bay did. They were seven and nine. Tom Brady comes in and he builds up the team. And that's a whole nother topic right there. Um, what, what can happen? If they let Kirk Cook, 
And we all know, I know I'm number Kirk's number two biggest fan because, you know, <laughs> Phil Mackey, he's his biggest fan. But uh, if they let Kirk cook, he gets a little bit of time to throw that ball. That man's got one of the best deep balls in the league, and he can spread the love around. And this team can be scary. It absolutely can. I've got a lot of hope, not just because I'm a Vikings fan. We say, well, this is our year to win the Super Bowl. But uh, if Zimmer takes his paws off and fixes his defense, I think they got a real shot to make it to the big dance. I think it's um, all good points, guys. Uh, and uh, if Kip, were you about to jump in there, or Ben, were you about to jump in there? I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to kind of add to that. Um, here's here's something else. The Buffalo Bills had one more turnover than the Vikings this year. Just one. They won 13 games because the Bills were just committed to, you know, pass throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs, something we didn't do last year. But now we got Justin Jefferson. If Jefferson's targets go up and Dalvin Cook's targets go up as well, not carries, targets, um, there's no reason that they can't win 12, 13 games. Again, like, Zimmer needs to stop living in fear. Stop being afraid of turnovers. Again, the Titans have just as bad as defense as Minnesota. They won 11 games because they said, you know what, we're going to commit to pass to set up the run, not run to set up the pass. So. It's a very yeah. It's all good points because I I I think we're all in agreement that if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to be a pass first team. What I think the first the, the all the four teams in the championship game. So what the Bucks, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs. I believe four out of the five finished top five in passing yards. So like that's your there, there it is right there. And the league changes sometimes. Things it's all about defense. Sometimes it is about running the ball more. But where everything is going right now, it's all about being a pass first team. So. I think everyone made a mention of, can you then be a pass first team? And the one B of that is Mike Zimmer. Can you allow your offensive coordinator to do that? Dalvin cook already can run the football. It's established that Dalvin cook is damn good at what he does. So you don't have to run on second and 10. You don't have to play this run first team uh, for first philosophy, be a pass first team. Um, and, and yes, maybe let Kirk cook. Maybe this is the last year. Everyone says, run it back one more time, get to kneel healthy, let Kirk cousins cook, be a pass first team. And then we can maybe do this. But I think it transitions well to our second question because his name's been in the rumor mill. And can Kirk, should the Vikings look to be trading Kirk Cousins before the league year? Now, before I give uh, Kip the floor here to make his point, I want to play a clip that I believe uh, our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson, he talked uh, earlier this week with Mike, uh, Mike Lombardi from The Athletic on the trade market for Kirk Cousins. And here's what he had to say. Do you think if the Vikings wanted to that there would be a legit trade market for Kirk, whether that's San Francisco. Heck, Michael, there were some whispers that that before the Rams dealt dealt for Stafford, that they'd inquired about Cousins. Do you feel like if the Vikings put Cousins on the market that they could get a legit offer? Let's go back to when Kyle Shanahan first arrived in San Francisco. His master plan at that time was to sign Kirk Cousins. I mean, that was the master plan. And the only reason there was a fly in the ointment was because Jimmy Garoppolo got delivered in his lap for a second round pick. He was going to try him out like he would take a car from the shop and drive it around for a test ride. And then he won five straight games with Jimmy Garoppolo and he had no choice. And so there, there, there's allowed the Vikings to get Kirk Cousins. So I think that Kyle has always loved Kirk and I think they could certainly work something out. Kyle's represented by the same firm. Uh, that represents Kirk. So I, I think there could be something worked out. However, Kirk probably would have to take a, a different type of deal. And, you know, Kirk's going to have to evaluate his career three, four years from now when he retires. To, you know, I've made a lot of money. I've made a ton of money. Uh, but do I have any rings? Why do we play the game? 
It's a good point from Mark Lombardi, who obviously has tied Kirk Cousins. Everyone has tied Kirk Cousins to San Francisco 49ers due to Kyle Shanahan's uh, admiration and love for him. That's all very, very clear. Um, but we'll start out with Kip here. Kip, should the Minnesota Vikings look to trade Kirk Cousins? Because you also have to remember that guaranteed salary or that salary becomes guaranteed in 2022 in the third day of the league year. So basically, by March 19th, you're going to be on the books heavily for Kirk Cousins for 2021 and 2022. Should you just try to get out of this now, or would you rather see them run it back and let Kirk do it, do it one more time? Okay, here's a two-pronged question here. I'll take it into two steps. Hey, you got to know what your options are. Are you going to go the rookie route? Are you going to go for like a field, the Lance, um, someone in the draft? Are you going to try to just do a, a Wiley veteran and maybe try to tank or – I think what you got to do is you got to sit Kirk down and, and I'll take and I'll steal sports dad's take from what he said this week is if he's not willing to restructure that 2022 salary cap, then you got to shrink, uh, think strongly about, um, you know, maybe moving on or you got to sit down and say, what is your option? You know, you know, where you are in the next five years, Kirk, you know, um, you know, he's made this money, but does he have the rings? And if he really believes that Minnesota is the place that he can win the rings, then he needs to um, he, he he needs to try to renegotiate that. Maybe just do a a one year and you know maybe like a phantom deal, you know, where it's a, you know you can get out of it. It's kind of like a player option. You can kind of put the books away. There's a way to manipulate the cap. But I also think, what are you going to get in return? We just saw Carson Wentz go for you know a bag of chips and. And 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 a, and and a Corona hard seltzer. I mean, I I just you know um, Philly got fleeced because they just they were so adamant and Wentz wanted out so bad. I don't think it's that bad with Cousins. I think the problem is is the Wills and 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 they had that false goal you know false gold with that one in New Orleans and they should have just left it kind of make it a prove it year in that year three now. You know, Rick now has to go to the owners and say, hey, I just wasted $66 million of your money and I messed up. And that's a $66 million mistake and that's fireable. Or do I go to the Wilson and say, you know, hey, we've got a, I don't know, a second and a fifth round pick from San Francisco on the table. They want to take Kirk. We can get out of it. We semi hit the reset button. But do I have guarantees to stay here for the next two years or three years, you know, through the length of the contract, you know? And if the will say, no, we want to win now, then you, you're you really in a rock and a hard spot. But I think right now it's kind of like the housing market. Right now is the time to buy. Right now is the time to trade. If you can, if the return is favorable to you, you've got to win the deal, just like the Diggs deal. Buffalo gave you a bunch of picks and you got Justin Jefferson that fell into your lap, but you got to say, who are your options? You know, you know, and, and are you going to put it in the hands of a rookie? So ultimately that's kind of where you, you, those are the two questions you got to, you got to answer because then what are you going to do with that money? Now that you save, are you going to now put it into the offense? Are you going to put it into the defense? Are you going to, you know, just try to get the best offensive line or as many weapons as possible. If Kirk can re- renegotiate and, and do that, then you can put everything in the Kirk's lap. You can give him the best offensive line. You can get him 10 weapons. And if he still falls on his face, then you know he's not the guy because you've given him every opportunity. So that's kind of where they're at right now. They back themselves into a corner. And I think if someone gave them 
three or four picks for Kirk, I'd be stupid not to take it if I was Rick Spielman. All good points, Kip. Ben, what do you think? Should the Vikings uh, look to possibly trade Kirk Cousins within the next month? Um, if the trade doesn't net them Deshaun Watson or in apparently what's going on in Seattle's case, Russell Wilson, or it doesn't net them an opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, then there's really no reason for the Vikings to engage in any conversations for trading Kirk. Um, they should, and Kirk really should, think about allowing the Vikings to, um, excuse me, to restructure his contract to allow them to bring in a guard. You know, I, I'm all in on the sign Joe Thurney, Brandon Scherf kind of thing. Like, I think that makes a world of difference. Um, or a third receiver option. That just makes it just makes a world of difference. Uh, way too many times I'm seeing guys just running up the middle and you know knocking out the quarterback. So it's to me if it doesn't net a Deshaun Watson or doesn't net um, a Russell Wilson or doesn't net an opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, there's really no reason for the Vikings to engage in any type of conversation to trade Kirk Cousins. You don't. You always want to upgrade at positions. You never want to downgrade. And unless it's those guys, the quarterback is going to be a downgrade, no matter how you slice it. Oh, that's a good way to look at it, Ben. I think we're all like, look, I'm for trading Kirk Cousins, but at the end of the day, you bring up an excellent point that if you're not really, if you're not using the resources that you're going to get in that trade to possibly get, maybe it's Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. All right, that's that might be unachievable, but can you use it to maybe move up and get Trevor Lawrence? Could you maybe move it up to get even Zach Wilson? Um, because the idea of getting a Teddy Bridgewater as much as it excites me, yeah, I mean, that is a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. Even I can admit that. The idea of him maybe going to Denver, and you get Drew Locke. Like, that's just a stopgap option, and, and again, puts you more behind the eight ball, in my opinion, of winning a Super Bowl in 2021 than it does with Kirk. So I think those are all really good points. Paulford, what do you think, man? Should uh, should the Vikings look to be trading Kirk Cousins, or would you rather just let him cook in 2021? Well, <clears throat> we, we probably should just set a disclaimer here. I think most of us would agree is see we all have categories of quarterbacks, right? I would say bad to good, mm-hmm. uh, good to great, great to elite, and then you got you know your elite and above. You know your Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, even Josh Allen now he's turned the corner on that. Um, is Kirk a good to great quarterback? Yes, I believe he's in that category of good to great. I think what frustrates most of us every Sunday at noon is third and nine. And the defense can pin their ears back and come straight up the middle. And there's Kirk going like this and straight down to the ground or the ball comes out and it's a turnover. That frustrates all of us. Um, That is where we're like, trade him, cut him. I don't care. Put the kicker in at quarterback. Maybe not Dan Bailey, though. He'll mess that up, too. Uh, But Kirk Kirk can do things, but he needs tools around him. Uh, It's like Kip said, if if Kirk doesn't want to restructure, then – we got to say, Kirk, if you're not going to restructure it and give the team back some money, we're not going to get you Joe Thune. We can't. We don't have any money. The cap's at 180. We've already got too many people over. We've got to, we got to shuffle people around. We're going to have to cut people just like every other team. If you don't want help, you're going to be on your back. You're going to get double A gap blitz right up the middle, and we're going to be punting, and we're going to be losing. Is it worth all the money? I mean, at the end of the day, teams want to win. Owners want to win. They want to put butts in the seats. They want to sell tickets. So – to answer the question, it's a yes, but if you don't get the haul, you're not making the call. If we don't get at least a first-round pick in return for him, now I say a first-rounder because you've got to have trade ammunition to move up. Like the gentleman we're discussing here, if you can't move up, I think you get that rookie prospect 
I'm not big on Justin Fields uh, at all. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, I don't know. Ohio quarterbacks just don't seem to pan out. Um, but it, it's hard to I don't, think he's, I don't think he's Dwayne Haskins bad, but I don't think he's at Trevor Lawrence at Wilson level. So Fair right, I, and I and I I definitely agree with that. But uh, now I'm. Uh, you guys can see that. I'll turn that down a little bit. I'm a little bit partial. Went to school there at Old NDSU, and they they got they got they got the W today. So you know my boy Trey Lance there. He uh, he had a great season. I know he just played one year. It's just the FCS, but I see a lot of potential there. And the league is shifting. And like Declan said earlier, it was in the '90s, early 2000s. It was run. Adrian Peterson. It was great. It was run, 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 run. And what are we at now? It is a pass league. If you don't have somebody, so if we don't have the best offensive line in the world to protect Kirk, if we have that, Kirk's probably going to win a Super Bowl. If we don't have that, you've got to have a quarterback who can evade pressure. You've got to have somebody who can get out and make those plays. Look what Russell Wilson does all the time. You're like, well, if Kirk could do that, we would have won that. We'd have probably won 13 games if Kirk could just move around the pressure instead of taking that big hit. So I say yes to trading him, but you've got to get the haul. You've got to be able to have a couple options. You get you get a first round pick and some other picks with it. The Stefan Diggs trade, that is a great example. You get that, yes, absolutely all day. Because the biggest thing out of all of this is maybe not even so much the 2021 season, but, but what happens when you trade him next year? Yeah, you're still going to pay Kirk like I think it's 10 million of the bonus you got to pay him. But his cap hit I think is 45 million dollars in the 2022 season, and that is almost you know, a quarter of the cap. If not, I think it's a little bit more than that, even maybe close to a third, you know, not quite a third, but a quarter probably. Uh, that's a lot of assets to be paying Kirk Cousins. I mean, that you could bring in as opposed to him as a rookie quarterback uh, or somebody like that. I mean, bring in mustache mania. If you trade Kirk, I'm good with it. You get some tools around the guy. He, that guy, he can ball out. Bring it. Hey, I look, Declan, I know this is going to hurt your feelings a little bit. Even I hey, I say trade Teddy, give him a second round pick, bring in Teddy, and you put offensive tools around him. And then we'll get into the drafting here in a second, what I think we should do with that. But if you bring in a Teddy, yeah, he's a step down, man. I know you said he's a step down. He absolutely is. He's not Kirk Cousins. But if you bring him in and you get rid of Kirk in that contract, that's what you're getting rid of. You're not getting rid of his talent. Well, yeah, it does leave. But you're getting rid of that money because that money is big time. And to me, if you're Rick Spielman, I want to save my job. And if I'm saying, yeah, look, I, hey, Wilps, I made a mistake, but I want to fix that mistake. Watch what I'm about to do and hold on to your seats. I love it. Yeah, I believe Kirk Cousins' contract, that $45 million in 2022, he's either the first or the second highest paid quarterback in the league at that point, as it stands right now. Now, there's probably going to be other, some extensions here. Josh Allen could have, could have extended. Other contracts could be handed out. But there, there's no justification to be paying Kirk Cousins $45 million in 2022 even if the Vikings make a, a, a decent run and win a playoff game, that's just too much to handle. And yeah, I think that's, that's the whole point. It's okay to admit that you took a shot and it just didn't get to where you thought it was going to be. And that's what they did with Kirk. They were coming off the NFC championship game. They knew Case Keenum wasn't going to be their guy long-term. Let's go get Kirk Cousins. I think that's a, that was the right idea to do, but guess what? It, it didn't end up working to what you thought it was going to be. So now can you get out of it? Can you figure out a way to not handicap you and your roster for the next two or three seasons? That's that's the point of trading Kirk. It, it's not necessarily to downgrade. I think of winning a Super Bowl in 2021. It's to get put yourself in position to be back in that conversation a year or two from now. Uh, final question here is uh, an NFL draft one. 
We had Daniel Jeremiah from uh, Move the Sticks podcast. He joined the Purple Daily on Friday. You can find that episode also on this YouTube channel. And he had Devonta Smith uh, coming to the Vikings at 14. Now, Smith is probably the best damn wide receiver in the draft. I don't think he makes it to 14, but he brought up a good point. Receivers fall. Justin Jefferson fell to 23. Jerry Judy fell in, fell in their draft as well. So wide receivers can fall. But also, you have a, a bunch of other Vikings fans who say you have to get a line. You have to go get a guard. You have to go get a tackle. So what should the Vikings' priority be, at least in the first round of the NFL draft in April? Kip, we'll start with you. I'd trade back. You know, I think I think they got to get that second-round pick back because Rick likes the wheel and deal. But if they can't trade back and you put a gun to my head, I think you have to go defensive tackle. Um, the defensive line was horrible. You get put the, the Neil Hunter there. The defensive tackle class is actually weak after the first round. There ain't much other than your – developmental players, your fourth rounders that the Vikings like to grab. Um, if you can't get a defensive tackle, I think you just go best player available. Um, you know, if a wide receiver fell, you have to take him. I don't get a quarterback unless it's Trevor Lawrence or or um, Zach Wilson falls. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of people trying to get up and get these quarterbacks. So you're in that sweet spot to maybe scoop back, get a couple picks. Um, then, you know, if you can, try to accumulate as, as much as possible and then um, try to trade up quality over uh, quantity. If Rick can get seven or eight good players versus 12 to 15 and half of them are going to be cut or on special teams, you're not really doing that. You got to get some quality players. Look at Tampa Bay. You know, they got tw- they got the left tackle last year. They got Winfield, which I thought the Vikings should have drafted him at strong safety. You know, they got a lot of good developmental players that are cheap, and then they just plug Tom Brady in there, and it's a recipe for success. Um, I think this it's the good deep class for cornerback, for wide receiver. Give Kirk a couple good weapons in the third and fourth round, and heck, just, you know, use that passing game because if you've got three, four good wide receivers, you know, they they can't stop you, and then you got Dalvin Cook to, to to you know kind of mop it up. Then you're then then you're really cooking. I think the guard class, I, I think it's going to be weak. I think the tackle class is going to be weak. You know, unless you can find someone in the second round. So, the defensive line is is where I would go in the first round. Ben, we'll go to you next. What should the Vikings' top priority be in the NFL draft, at least in the first round? Uh, I'm in agreement. Uh, in fact. They should address the defensive line in free agency and the draft. Like that's just how poor and poor they were. Um, unless they're, if their names weren't Michael Pierce or Daniil Hunter, they're just really not any good. Um, I would use that 14 pick unless Devontae Smith was there. I'm using that 14 pick on Christian Barmore. I think he's he's that kind of guy that he's that he's that kind of guy that Zimmer would look at and say, that's going to be my next uh, Geno Atkins right there. That's going to be my next disruptive uh, three technique. Um, they're, like I said, they, they were one of the worst defensive lines in football. So they have to look at the defensive line or the kid out of Miami defensive end. Um, I just, I think DJ Wanham is a rotational player, which is fine. Like James Lynch, like a lot of these guys they drafted this year, their ceilings are rotational player, but you get a guy like Christian Palmer in there, you can really, really start doing some damage to an offense, especially if Andre Patterson is his coach. So you have to get the defensive line is the only position group I look at on the roster. Me, look at on the roster and say there's really no potential there, none. So they have 
corners are fine. Um, safeties, I think, are fine. Linebackers, I think, are fine. We can question Anthony Barr a little bit, but I think they're fine. Um, the defensive line, there's just really no potential there. So Christian Barmore is my pick at 14, and he could be there because there's a lot of teams ahead of Minnesota and a quarterback, offensive line, and receiver help. I like it. Paulford, your GM Spielman here. Where, uh, what, what's GM Paulford going to be drafting at in, in the first round for the Vikings this, this year? Finally, Declan. Thank you. I always tell my buddies, the big Vikings fans, when I'm GM, this is how I'm going to do things. <laughs> so I kind of agree with the guys a little bit. However, I don't agree with the philosophy. I'm GM Pulford now with the Minnesota Vikings of drafting for need. I think many people, all the sports podcasts and all the, the big people on ESPN, they've all got their different opinions. Drafting for need leads you always drafting for need. I firmly believe in that. I'm going skill position. And this goes back to the last thing we just talked about. If I trade Kirk Cousins, if I, I get the haul, I made the call. Now, I didn't get Deshaun Watson. I didn't have 10 first-round picks. I'm not the Rams. I'm not drafting out everything or giving out my first-round picks until 2050. Um, but I'm going to look. I'm going to let the board start to fall. I'm going to see Trevor Lawrence go to Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets, who knows what they're going to do. They might take Devontae Smith. They might go Zach Wilson. If they do that, now I've got Sam Darnold, the possibility. Is he fixable? Hard to say without knowing. Um, and then so on and so forth. Now let's say I traded Kirk to the Broncos. I think that's pick number nine. Is that right, Declan? Yes, pick nine. That's that right. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's say I got nine and 14 now. I've traded Kirk. So people start to fall around a little bit. And let's say Zach Wilson, all of a sudden he's at five. Now I start picking up my phone. I've got two first-round picks in this draft. I've got other ammunition. I could give up future first-round picks. And all of a sudden I bring in your guy from BYU, Mr. Zach Wilson. And he's the new franchise, and I've got him on a rookie contract now. So that is the biggest thing I look at. And let's say I don't trade Kirk, right? So we wipe that one off. Kirk's still here. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm going skill position. I'm not drafting for need. I'm not taking an offensive guard because they don't belong anywhere probably till the end of the first round. Offensive tackle. There's some good offensive tackles that can go early. There's no doubt about it. Defensive ends, same things. Uh, Hunter coming back. Hopefully his next good. Pierce coming back. We'll get a couple free agents when I'm GM. And I'm going to bring him in that way. And then I'm going to take my other guys in the third round. I'm going to, I've got draft ideas to come back to the second round. We can get back to that if you'd like. But the first priority is if, if Jamar Chase somehow lands there, I'm bringing in Justin Jefferson's buddy. And Jamar Chase is going to come here, and he's going to wear purple and gold all over again. If he's gone, Devontae Smith is my next option. This might create a little conflict. Jalen Waddle, possibly, if he's there. But I think – if at 14, I'm still there and I'm letting my phone ring unless it's some really good calls uh, for multiple picks, more than just another first and a second. I'm letting it ring. I'm not answering it. You guys will probably scoff at this a little bit. But if Kyle Pitts falls to 14, I'm taking him because I think he's the next Zach Ertz when he was in his prime. Kelsey, look what Kelsey does for the for the Chiefs. I mean, if you guys focus at what the Chiefs does, they're pass first. They establish the pass to run the ball. And they've got a great rookie running back. They took, I think, at pick 32 last year. If I team up Irv, and even Gronklin, he's phenomenal. We all saw what Gronklin can do. He is great rotational guy, good blocker. And I bring in Kyle Pitts and Irv, and I've got Thielen outside with Justin Jefferson. All of a sudden, I've got some weapons. Because I feel like if, if I just pick it, and say I stick and pick it, pick 14, and I take Barmore in, in, uh, at 14, I've got a great defense. I've stopped them, three and out, they've punted. But on offense, I'm getting slaughtered again. I don't have those weapons, to, and now we're punting. All we do is have punting back and forth, back and forth. If I can do that, 
I'm going to bring in, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to cut a bunch of people. And if we got time, I get into, you know, who would I like to cut to free up cal- uh, some salary cap to bring in a Joe Thune or sure if he gets cut, I, I just don't know Washington's going to actually do that. They're probably going to rework some sort of deal with him. Um, get rid of Riley Reef and kick Ezra outside, start that era uh, to save up that cap to bring in a guard. Um, these teams that are winning, that are making it to the divisional round, to the NFC AFC championship, they're bringing in skill positions. Yeah, they're bringing in some some good players uh, that aren't, you know, your wide receivers, your running backs, your quarterbacks as well. But if you don't have skill positions, and I'm talking generational talents like your Justin Jeffersons, the people to get the ball to, he, they're they're game changers. They are people that are going to just change the dynamic of what you've got. If I can't score, I'm not going to win the game. Now, if you can't stop them either, like what we saw last year, but there's a lot of pieces in that with COVID, uh, Hunter being out. You know, we the only two people we had that were been there longer than yesterday were our two safeties last year. Um, but if you can't bring in somebody with some skill, I, I, I just I don't want to draft a tackle or a defensive end at pick 14. Uh, I feel like you're you're letting a lot of good talent uh, just go to the wayside. Um, and then, you know, bringing in some of them former NDSU guys in the third round, fourth round with all those 30 picks we got there in the middle. Uh, Jabril Cox, you know, the former NDSU, LSU guy, great linebacker. If I cut bar and get rid of him, I bring, you know, and I can get Jabril in the, uh, in the third round. Absolutely. A great offensive guard from uh, North Dakota State. Um, Dylan, uh, I'm butcher's last name. Uh, Radnuns, uh, however you pronounce it, great guard. I think he's going to go probably pretty early, second or third. I think he's like six foot three, six foot four, 300 plus pounds, phenomenal offensive guard. Um, bring him in. We need, you know, Drew Samia, Dakota Dozier, bye, you're gone. I don't care if you ever play in the NFL again. That was, that was horrific. You know, the fact, you know, how durable Kirk is and the beating he took all last season from them. Um, absolutely. And then at pick seven, or maybe UDFA, I'm bringing in a kicker. Dan Bailey, you're gone. Uh, I'm sorry, but you are gone. You're out. Mike Zimmer can make the next rookie cry, break his feelings and his heart. But, hey, we got Joseph from the Browns. I think there's a prospect there. Um, But top priority in the draft, we are bringing in skill position. No questions asked. Mike Zimmer, sit in your corner. Don't talk to me. I'm bringing in skill position. There's very few – um, players that would take over Christian, that would take over Christian Barmore. It's Jamar Chase, um, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, and uh, Penny Sewell. Uh, those are the oh, only players that I would, I, would, I would absolutely take over Christian Barmore. But I just, Christian Barmore, I think, has Aaron Donald potential. Like, you see what Aaron Donald's doing for the Rams. Like, he makes their defense go. And in 2017, when Minnesota was at their best, they had Linville Joseph, just destroying things up the middle. Um, so, again, it's really in both sides of the ball. Interior. They have to get better interior. Like Christian Barmer with Andre Patterson's coaching can do so much for, for, this, for, the, for the defense. He can really make a, a huge impact, almost like Adelaide, a half a win in analytics. Yeah, I, I think the point of drafting skill position players is is such a hilarious conundrum fans find themselves in because the Vikes want them. Vikings fans want offensive line help. They want to get a guard. They want to get a tackle. You reach for a center in Garrett Bradbury a couple years ago. That might end up being a, a bad pick. But when wide receivers or tight ends or defensive ends even, not even just offensive players, but, but someone who can impact your line is there, that's going to have more of a lasting impact on your chance to win a Super Bowl instead of finding 
the fifth best guard in the NFL at pick 14. So I think those are all very, very good points. Uh, we're going to somewhat wrap up here a little bit. I'm going to pick a winner. I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to, uh, to claim your, your stake of winning the first Vikings event line episode here with your takes. And again, for everyone who is discovering us, I've gotten a couple emails asking to get on the stream. We're going to do this every Sunday night, probably around six o'clock central time. We're going to have Vikings fans on here. We're going to have a round table discussion, talking purple, obviously off season uh, and draft is still always around the corner. Draft mock season is one of the best seasons in, in, in the world when it comes to people bringing up takes. So we'll get you in here. If you want to be in on that, email me vikingsventline at gmail.com. And if uh, you haven't hit the subscribe button on our Purple Daily podcast feed right here. Also, we have a second YouTube channel, Score North MN, where you can find conversations on the Twins, the Wild, the Wolves, um, and other Vikings and NFL-related predictions here. But I'm going to give my man 60 seconds here to claim his stake and, uh, and, and give us his final takeoff here. Paulfred Skoll, give me 60 seconds after all the takes you brought here uh, that you want to wrap here on Vikings event line. Well... Gentlemen, it's a new season. As all Minnesota Vikings fans say, this is our year to win the Super Bowl. We are going to win the Super Bowl. I feel it in our blood and our bones, and I think it's a real possibility. Uh, if Mike Zimmer, like I said, just keeps his paws off of uh, the offense, let's Clint Kubiak cook. And you're hearing it live, since I got a second here, that Clint Kubiak is going to be a head coach in 2022 because he's going okay. to do a phenomenal job as a young guy, and you can write that down. That is my Hail Mary at the end of the game. So instead of Russell Wilson always beating us the last second of the game, the Minnesota Vikings are going to start to be the new powerhouses, the NFC champs, and you guys heard it here first. I love it. Clint Kubiak is a possible head coach. I want to see what he does. I mean, I know he's basically a clone of his father, and that's fine, and he got the job. He deserves it, but I, I want to see if he can actually – implement some new philosophies like you're saying, Paul Fred, and, and yeah, maybe he gets a job here pretty soon. For Kip, Ben in Florida, Paul Fred Skoll, we're represented all around the country here on Vikings Nation and, uh, and on the Vikings Vent Line here on Score North. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, again, if you want to get in on this show next week, we're going to be doing these every Sunday, mostly uh, leading up to the draft and uh, throughout the offseason. Email vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll take down your info. We'll try to schedule you up and, uh, and, and get you on the show to bring some takes. Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for hopping out with me. Enjoy your Sundays. I know you guys are all an hour ahead of me at least. I'm about to turn on the elimination chamber because I'm a big wrestling nut. Finish this Corona hard seltzer and uh, and try to get some Mackie and Judd statements ready for tomorrow morning, which you can also find on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube. So, boys, thank you again, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Skull Bikes.